Sturdy for 30 this week, we've got former Illini basketball star Lucas Johnson joining us. Um, Lucas, of course, was on the Elite Eight team back in 2001, had a, a great career. Um, and, uh, you know, he's now moved on and has a normal life. Uh, it's amazing. These guys leave the court and they go do stuff. So what are you doing now, Lucas? What are you up to? First of all, I love the fact that you use that word star. Holy cow. <laughs> Let's use that word loosely here. Um, and, and then to say I have a normal life is, is, is another thing we need to keep in quotations as well. But so uh, these days, I'm actually a high school math teacher, as crazy as that is. Um, so doing that thing, this, you know, to say that this year has been challenging in the teaching profession, um, we went from we went from the, the heroes in March to the villains come August when. <laughs> when, when we didn't want to go back or whatever. So it's been, it's been challenging, but man, it's crazy. Cause I never would have picked myself to be a teacher. I never would have thought that, that was the, the, the path that God would have put me down, but it's been, it's been an amazing journey. And I really feel like I found where I'm meant to be and what I love to do. So it's been great. That's awesome. And of course you got a couple of kids. I've seen them on Facebook there and uh, you keep are they going to be, they're going to be ballers. Is that, that where? Yeah, so I got I got a seven year old boy whose name is Jake, and he he could not want to have anything less to do with sports. <laughs> he, he's into his computers and and all that. And then my daughter, who's uh, nine, Olivia, she loves basketball. So we're trying to uh, you know push her along and and not be that dad that pushes her too much, like where where she hates basketball by the time she's thirteen. So letting Understood. her letting her love it on her own, but. My wife actually played basketball at DePaul on scholarship. So uh, there's a there's an internal family battle of, of <laughs> where the allegiance lies. And and as of right now, I definitely am in the lead. So we we definitely have some Illini fans in the house. So that's that's good. that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Get them in the orange and blue. So that's good. You gotta it's been kind of an interesting thing. You know, you, you've followed obviously followed Illinois over the past few years and you know, they had the great run in 05, but since then it's kind of been a struggle, you know, uh, it's been tough. And this year they finally have a team that seems like it's got a chance to make a run. What, what has your been, what, what have your thoughts been on the team so far? You know, it's, it's been a, it's been a fun team to watch. Um, I think they're, you know, once, once IO and, and, um, and Kofi decided to come back, uh, I think the expectation level was, was skyrocketed. Um, I think that now I think it was deservingly so, but I still think they had a lot to prove um, that, you know, they had a nice season the year before uh, obviously cut short would have made the, would have made the tourney, which would have been an awesome <laughs> treat for us fans. Yes. Who, you know, me loving the NCAA tournament is great, but me being able to root for my team in the NCAA tournament, it's been few and far between, um, yes. you know, since that 05, 05 team. So it would have been awesome. And so it was, it was nice to see that they were coming back. And I think the expectations were, were just, and they were due. And then, um, you know, they've, they've, they've done really well. I think that, I think sometimes the fans can be, can be hard on them for, for losses. You know, I think one thing we need to remember is they're going through this COVID thing, just like the rest of us. And, and their normal is so far from normal these days that, you know, you know, oh, you should never lose a game like that at home. Well, guys, it's not a home game. Exactly. Like, yeah, it happens to be 
where you normally play, but I fed off the fans. I didn't feed off of the fact that I was bouncing the ball on a court that said Illinois on it. Um, it certainly, I certainly wasn't feeding off of the weather that was outside in Champaign. So <laughs> it, you know, they're, they're at a disadvantage and, and that's across the board. Then you throw them in a, in a conference where, whoo, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's not an easy conference this year, which is what you want to play in to be prepared for later on. But you gotta, you gotta love the stars of the stars, right? Io and Kofi are playing, are playing great basketball. You gotta love what Curbelo's started to do, um, and, and I think he's just—we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg in terms of what his potential is. Um, I—it's—it's I, it's surreal to see Demonte out there. I mean, talk about talk about going. Wait a second. I, I'm trying to explain <laughs> to my kids that that I played with his dad, and they're like. <laughs> Dad, that just makes you old. I'm like, I know <laughs> that's part of the problem. <laughs> yes. yes. But I, I I love where they're I love where they're at. I think I think there's there's definitely room for improvement. Um, I'm interested to see what they do when the lights are on come come tourney time. You had a similar, I mean, you guys came into that 2000, 2001 season. Coach Self comes in, you guys are hyped. I mean, it's like, and your schedule was loaded, and it's like uh Everybody was fired up about that season. So expectations are, and, and you lost a couple of games early that year, but you know, lost like Arizona, you know, I mean, these are, these are tough games though. You know I mean? I think sometimes people forget how difficult playing a team like, well, it turns out Baylor's pretty good by the way. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so, so how is, how is it to manage those expectations in a season like this when there's so much hype around it? Well, and I think, I think the seasons, you know, comparing, comparing my junior year to this year, it's slightly different in that we were, we were an old team. Like we were, we were juniors and seniors and we were ready to win. Um, I'm not saying they weren't ready to win, but they're young. I mean, they're, they're playing Curbelo. They're playing Miller. Kofi's a sophomore. I mean, like these aren't guys that are seasoned vets. They're, you know, you're leaning on DeMonte you know, for, for, for his senior leadership, which has been, which has been great. Um, you know, Georgie's considered an old guy. I mean, like, it's, it's not like we were, we were stacked in, in the, um, in the experience of, of being, I mean, have they played, has anyone in that team played in the NCAA tournament? Right. So, so like for us, it was all right. The year before we got our taste of the NCAA tournament. We lost to Florida. We were we were ready to go, and and so playing those early games that were tough, we knew what it was doing. We yeah, we wanted to win them. We also knew the quality of, of opponent we were we were playing. I think our losses came to like three number one teams. So it wasn't <laughs> you know it wasn't like we were playing. You know I, I think nowadays or what Illinois basketball has turned into, unfortunately a huge win is a top 25 win. And, and ideally with the direction we're going, that's, that's changing where the, the level of expectation is rising, which ideally that's where you want to be because obviously you're performing well, which is raising that level of expectation. But I think that, you know, under coach Underwood and, and, and some of these, you know, senior leaders on their team now, 
ideally they're handling those those tough losses, but good losses in the beginning of the season well. And it doesn't seem like it's truly affected them in terms of um, in terms of their play. They've, they've bounced back from losses that that and I wouldn't even say they should have won. You shouldn't win against Baylor when they're that good and yeah. you're not at home like that. If you win, that's that's a great win. If you lose, it's and you hate to say it, it's a solid loss. Like you, yeah. you played them hard, you played them tough. And you hate to say that, oh, what a great loss, but it's really providing that experience for later on and ideally down the road in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, no question. I, I think that's uh, something fans don't get. Maybe, you know, just it's harder. They just want to see, you know, I think they all want it to be 2004-05 every year, right? I mean, go 30. 30- I wanted my years to be 2004-05 <laughs> too, so. <laughs> it's definitely true. You Now, you had a – these seniors actually get a decision. Like, they, they can come back again next year, be super seniors. You went through a – it was different, but it's similar. Like, you chose to really fight back, come back early maybe from a knee injury – and so you could play with your guys. So what, talk about a little bit about that decision for you. Oh, yeah. It, here's the thing. In the moment, there wasn't a decision to be made. It was, we. I mean, there were, there were some publications that had us ranked number one in the country going into the season. Um, you know, I'm most likely going to be the starting three man on a, on a potential final four team. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is an absolute no brainer. I'm, I'm, getting my butt back on this, you know, on this court this year. Uh, looking back, <laughs> yeah, uh, to say there was some, there was some oversight. <laughs> and the thing was, is that coach self outwardly said, he's like, you got, you got the red shirt. Like if you want it, you know, he, you can come back. I'm not saying he wanted me back, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but he, he offered. <laughs> and so when I had to make that decision, I, you know, I, I made it in the moment because I wanted to be a part of the team. I wanted to be out there with my guys. I was one of five seniors on the team that were, that were going out, you know, it would have been, it would just would have been different coming back and being, you know, one of the lone seniors on a really young team. And, and, and I knew what the potential of the year could have been now looking back on it. Um, Playing in my playing in my first Big Ten game uh, three months after the day of my surgery of a completely torn ACL. I mean, I tell people that I tell doctors that, that now they're like, "You crazy?" What? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Well, what, what percentage were you playing at?" I'm like, "Well, for me, I was playing at seventy percent. It looked like I was playing at forty percent because I was just naturally slower than everybody else." But like. You know, and and I've had I've had knee issues since then because of that. It you know, in hindsight, would I do it again? Probably not. I probably would have redshirted. Don't regret it. Um, you know, we we had a good run. We had a chance to to do some damage in the tournament, and um, it would have been fun. It would be fun to be completely healed right now. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you that. But yeah. you know, it's 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 really hard to tell. You know, a twenty one year old kid or young man that, that you, you got to wait a year and your guys that you grew up with at the university are going to go play a full season and potentially do some, do some real damage. And you're going to be on the sideline and not truly a part of it. That's, you know, it's tough. To, it's a tough decision to make. 
Yeah, so obviously you're tight with those guys and and, and uh, stayed tight with them over the years. Is there a do you have a do you have some memories? Maybe some some great memory uh, from when you were playing that kind of still stands out. You know, with the, with the group. Well, to be honest, a lot of our great a lot of our great memories were were in practice. I mean, the 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 best part of practice for us was the fact that that we had we had guys on the bench that probably could have been starting at other Big Ten schools. And so our battles in practice were were incredible. And 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 Coach Self knew it and he would he would pit guys against each other and he would and and he knew it because he knew he we, he could get the best out of us. And that was that was the best part of being a part of a group like that. It, you know, I look at and this is a, not a knock on on the second group in 0405 but they they were so starter dominated that i don't see them having the same type of practices that we did because they couldn't play their five starters together in practice because they would just dominate we on the other hand i mean not all the time but we kicked the starters butts sometimes and, and it was, and then they'd come back and punch us in the mouth and kicked our butts the next day. And that's why we kind of became the team that we became. It was, it was those times that really, you know, everyone sees the games, but those practice times were some of the most fun I've had because you just get to battle with guys that a you respect B you love, but C you want to, you kind of want to kick the crap out of on a daily basis. <laughs> That is, that's true. Yeah. I remember I, I got to come over and watch some of those. I brought some of my uh, teams when I was coaching over there and watched some practices. They were great. And then I always remember in 0405, Bruce Weber used to take and put Darren Williams on the other team to play against the starters just to like push him because it was just to make it harder for him because they Absolutely. knew he was the best guy. And so make, make it, make it challenging. So, so do you have a guy that like when you were, you were like known for being kind of your, your whole team, they were hard nosed, physical, tough. I mean, it was like, it was big 10 basketball. I mean, that was big 10 basketball. Was there anybody you emulated your game after at that time um, where you just said, this is who I am? Yeah. You know um, I, I think it's a combination. I, I, I partly saw what my brother had to do to play at that level, um, knowing his skill set, knowing, um, you know, knowing what he brought to the table and, and knowing kind of the road he took from, from a walk on to starting on a big 10 championship team, his senior year, I, I saw that it took him playing at that level. It took him playing defense. It took him playing hard and taking charges and going after loose balls and kind of being that scrappy guy. And I, you know, we were different type of players, but coming into college, I was very aware that I could score at high school, but everyone was a scorer on our team. I'm like, so I, I looked at, the, I looked at situations. I'm like, Hmm, who's going to get the ball, Frank or me? <laughs> it's like, so like, I wasn't going to be the go-to guy. And the moment I accepted that, I think I was able to be, and, and people can call it a role player. I'm completely fine with that. But I, I provided a need, a necessity for the team. And, and I, I looked at guys like, like Brian Cardinal. Now, Brian Cardinal was a, was a better scorer than I was, but he did a lot of the same things and was very successful at doing those things. 
And I was a young buck when he was, you know, a junior and senior. And I think he was one of the guys that, that I could kind of see myself kind of emulating my game around. Yeah. Well, I did call you a star, so you can, you can go with that. I mean, just, just run with that. And, and I love it. <laughs> so, I don't trust me. I'm taping this cause I'm showing it to my kids. So they don't call me a star. <laughs> put that, uh, put that on tape. So we got to, so, and, Obviously, one of the guys on your team, um, you know, Robert Archibald, who is a guy we, you know, you you knew well. I mean, I knew him a little bit, and it's been uh, it, it's been about a year um, since his passing. And um, you know, how 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 have you dealt with that? And how do you have any great arch memories? I mean, he was a larger than life personality, as you know. And so, give us some give us some arch stuff there. Yeah, we uh, you know we we kind of grew up together. We were you know like freshman year freshman year dorm you know, roommates in the dorm and, uh, you know, all the way through, you know, me standing up in his wedding and, and, you know, uh, just doing life together after basketball, you know, a lot of times you, you grow apart from, from teammates. You don't see them very often after, um, after you're a part of, of a team in college and Arch was the exact opposite. Like we took, we took a trip to a group of us took a trip to Spain when he was playing over there and, and, and watched him over there. And um, it was, it was awesome to, to grow up together as, as young adults, and then just kind of continue that throughout our kids are, you know, our kids are, are close and friends and whatnot. Um, but meeting Arch as a, as a freshman was, was very eye opening to me. Um I didn't realize that he had only been there for one in the States for a year. And so what he was wearing was not what I had seen before out of everyday Americans at that age and his, his tight black, I mean, maybe he was just head of the game. He, that's what he claimed, but his, you know, his tight black jeans and his, and his frosted tips on his, in his hair. And, and he, he, and he wore it like, like he was proud of it and no one was going to change it. And this is who he was. And he, it, it worked for him. I mean, <laughs> he, he voted himself all big 10 hair and, and I, I probably would have, I probably would have agreed with him, but you know, him and Demir and I rooming together for years. Um, you know, I was, I was the oddball out. I was the American of, of that group. And, you know, his mom bringing over, bringing over uh, Scottish pie and haggis. And I'm like, I'm not eating haggis, like not happening. You're not gonna happen. No. And especially once I realized what it was, <laughs> I'm like, no, that's, I'm okay. I'll, we'll, we'll pass. I'll, yeah, I'll pass. But it was, it was so cool to be so close to someone and to see his journey, right? Like, there's not a, there's, there's not a single Illini fan, not one other than his parents that would have, that would have predicted Rob from his freshman year to being drafted on draft day that year. And we threw, we threw a big uh, draft party. I made a big sign. It said Lucas and Arch's draft party. I didn't end up getting <laughs> drafted, but I, Hey, I was still eligible for the draft that year. I was still eligible. But I do remember on his draft day, we were all sitting in his, in his apartment in Chicago, 
he was so nervous. So we're like, all right, let's go play, let's go play some Euchre. So we were playing Euchre just to kind of try and get his mind off of it. They, they cut to commercial, his phone rings and um, TV pops back on and it said, what during break, um, the Memphis Grizzlies select Robert Archibald. And so we start, you know, we start shaking up our beers and spray it in his face. And little did we know he was on the phone with Mr. <laughs> Basketball, Jerry West. <laughs> so, so he's, he's the logo. trying to, yeah, exactly. The logo. He's trying to like make complete sentences and we're just dousing him with beer and spraying him in the face. So that was, that was an interesting moment. It was a nice way to kind of kick off his NBA career. Yeah. He's, I actually remember um, you guys, I was with you guys standing with you guys when you rushed the court uh, in the Indiana game back in, uh, was it 2013? I think it was with beat number one. Well, Indiana. And, and to be honest, that was, that was more memorable than some of our games that we played because we didn't get to experience it as a fan. Yeah. So like, now we're like running on the court. I mean, we're like kids in a candy store. We're <laughs> filming each other as we're as we're running on the court. And I have a great picture of that someone caught from the stands of us like just standing there in awe, filming each other with our with our camera phones. And it was because like we really truly are Illini fans. Like it's not like yeah, I mean, some there are some guys that okay, I played there. I that was I checked that box. I did that, but like man, I'm, you know, I'm going back as much as I can, bringing my kids. We're trying to, I mean, we're trying to try to teach this family, right? They bleed orange and blue. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Now we, we got to have more of them, you know? So, so as you go, exactly. as, as we look back kind of at your career a little bit, one of the crazy, I think perhaps the moment of your career that maybe, maybe doesn't typify your career, but kind of capped it was Lute Olson, right? I mean, Lute, Lute Olson, I mean, you were living rent-free in Lute Olson's head at that time. Am, am I wrong here? I mean, this guy's crazy. I mean, he's pointing at his head. It's, I mean, how do you get – I mean, was that something you almost took pride in, that you could get in people's heads like that? It, well, yeah, it's funny because because I wasn't intentionally dome-diving in Lute's head. I, <laughs> I was just being me. Now, that's kind of sad that – that just being me can piss people off that much. Maybe that says a lot about my own personality and I need to take an internal, you know, evaluation of that. But we actually, the funny thing is we actually had a thread going, uh, text message thread with, with all of our teammates from, from those years, um, ever since Arch's kind of celebration of life that we did about a year ago. And it's been really great to kind of keep up with some of those guys. And uh, Sean Harrington, wrote to everyone he's like because you ever wonder like lucas lucas was able to like the only coaches that hate lucas are hall of famers he's like lute olson absolutely hated lucas he's like <laughs> coach k absolutely hated lucas and coach self chimes in and goes and coach self <laughs> like, oh. i'm like thanks coach thanks appreciate that one appreciate that one yeah so, exactly but i think you were kind of guy probably exactly the opposite i think coach self probably loved having you on the team because guys on you're one of those guys that the other team didn't like very well but your team loved to have on their side because you did all the dirty work for them absolutely well yeah and and the thing is is that 
coach, coach loved having me on the team because I did all those dirty work things, but it was, it was, it was a mutual respect thing because I remember playing at Iowa. This is where coach, I was like, Whoa, that's the guy I want coaching me. And, and I know line fans have, have, you know, some bad seated resentment towards coach self. I get it. But like we were playing at Iowa and, um, and, Oh my gosh, why is his name blanking now? Big, big guy who played, uh, who went to the league, played for years. He was a Juco transfer. Um, anyway, on Iowa, we're timeouts called and we're, we're crossing paths and, and he, he punches me in the stomach. We're going, we're going to our own, to our own benches and he punches me in the stomach. And this is at Carver Hawkeye. And this is when Alford was coaching. So I, me being me, I follow them into, into the Hawkeye, you know, um, huddle. And, and I'm like, what the hell was that? You know, what are you doing? Well, Alford just goes off on me. Get the bleep out of our huddle. You know, just, just ranting on me. Coach Self, not really knowing what's going on, comes over and drags me, drags me away. I tell him what happened. And he heard Alford yelling at me. We're walking into the huddle. We're walking down the um, down the path to go to the locker room at halftime down the tunnel. And I'm right by Coach Self. Oh, he lit into Alford. You really? beep beep beep. If you ever talk to one of my players again like that, and like to me, I was like, "Yep, that guy's got my back." You know, it's yeah. like it's like one of those things where you know, you, you didn't, I didn't feel targeted by my own coach. Like I was doing something wrong. He's like, no, 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 no. I got my guys back. You're not doing that to, to one of my guys. And coach Alford was another one who didn't, didn't quite like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, that's important. I think it's important when you know your coach it has your back and your teammates have your back. And that group really had that close knit, um, close knit, style was there now if you you followed Illinois obviously since you graduated have you seen another player who kind of was like you you said eh, that guy's kind of like me he kind of fills that role I I would pick maybe and it was a different position but I always thought a guy like Andres Feliz always seemed to be a guy who was just tougher and and fought and scratched and clawed for everything he had and you know it, it was he was a guard but he was that guy who would do that is there is there a guy you thought of maybe that filled that role yeah, he was certainly he was certainly one of them. Um, the only problem is every time I thought that, I was like, "Yeah, he's kind of like me, but he's way more talented." <laughs> I, I thought that about a lot of people, and I'm like, "Like, yeah, I'd love to make that comparison, but yeah, he's a good shooter, <laughs> or yeah. or yeah, he's a good defender." It was like I, I kept I kept kind of adding things to their to their repertoire. I'm like. Yeah, maybe he's not a lot like me. <laughs> so, but no, Felice was definitely what man. He was, he was fun to watch because you just, um, you know, he played so hard. Another guy I would say, someone like Chester Frazier. Um, you know, I remember watching him. He was he was obviously more talented than I was, but like he played hard. And guys like that, and and a lot of those guys don't get. Here's the thing. I got more recognition than a lot of those guys because I was on a winning team, right? Like winning cures a lot of things. True. So if I was on a team, you know, no one, no one would know who the heck Lucas Johnson was. If I was on a team that was, was, you know, middle of the pack, lower of the pack. I mean, like if every year was like my freshman year, they'd be like, uh, yeah, we went from 89 
to 05. Those are our only good years. And we don't know, we can't remember a single person in between, right? Like, so winning helps in terms of, yeah, that guy wasn't a bad player. Well, yeah, it, it helped when you're surrounded by the talent that I was surrounded by. Like, I if I was asked to do more, yeah, not sure, <laughs> not, not sure it would have been great. But because I was able to settle in a role like that, because we had so many other guys on the team that could do things, yeah, my star shined a little bit brighter than it normally would have, probably. And, and you mentioned your freshman year, you guys struggled. And I think that's kind of maybe there's some correlation. And I'm not saying you're Io Sumo, but they had a rough year his freshman year. And now they're kind of, then last year they're better. And this year they're ranked higher. How is, how difficult is that going through that loop? Cause you didn't lose in high school either. I mean, I mean, not, you, you lost games, but you didn't lose games. Like, you know, more games, right. you lose more than you won. And so your freshman year, you struggle, and then you got to fight through that kind of, how is that transition? How is that time period for you? Yeah. That freshman year was, was, was interesting because, you know, what I saw of big 10 basketball was watching my brother and his last two years were great. And they won the big 10 his senior year. And then they, of course they have to graduate seven seniors and bring in, you know, and, and then bring in us. And we're like, all right, we're going to continue the tradition. Uh, yeah. And it, and it hits you like a ton of bricks, to be honest, it was, it was eye opening the level that you needed to play at. Like, it really was like the, the coming from high school, you think you're ready. You just do. And, and I wasn't even as hyped, you know, I wasn't even as hyped as some of these other guys. And I still think it's eye opening to some of them. Like, you know, you look like, you look at a guy like, like Miller, he comes in and, and, and he's, you know, he's the creme de la creme coming in. And, and I think there were, you know, obviously not his first game, his first game he crushed, but like, I think there's been some moments for him where he's like, whoa, okay. Like this is the level I need to play at. And so, but going through, going back to your question, going through like a freshman year that we had, yeah, it sucked while we were in it. <laughs> like yeah. like no doubt. It, it was, it was tough. Like, and, and I it had to have been tough on the coaches where they're coming off a high of winning the big 10 the year before. And now it's like, okay we're three and 13 um i'll tell you i didn't pack i didn't pack for four days at the big 10 tournament <laughs> that year i had plans that that thursday night down back down in champagne like i'm like all right we're gonna go play a game and come home i mean i think there were i think 15 out of the out of the 11 big 10 teams were ranked that year other than us it was it was insane every night we were playing a ranked team that's fun when you're one of the ranked teams. It's not, <laughs> it's not fun when you're the bottom feeding team in the conference at the time. Yeah. But I think going through a lot of that stuff, I mean, it, it seems cliche, but it prepared us for later on. And, and you know, puts a bad taste in your mouth. We don't want to do that again. We don't want to have a season like that again. I'm not saying we worked any harder during the off season because of it. I just think that you know, you, you remember those things and, and you do things to try and prevent that from happening again the following year. Yeah, you probably appreciate the wins a little more than when they come because you've had to deal with the losses as you go through. When it. there are only three of them in the conference, you're like, you know, it's sad. It's sad when you can count and name all of the wins you had <laughs> in conference for one year. Like, yeah. 
It was, uh, I think it was a uh, 07, 08, Illinois had a similar run to the Big Ten title game, and I was covering them that year, and I was in the same boat. We go over there, hey, it's going to be one one game. You know, we'll go to this game, we'll stay all night, and then we'll come home the next day. Yeah, we go over there, and next thing you know, it's like, we got four four days in a row. What, what are we going to do here? I get, we're, we went shop, we went shopping to buy clothes so we could have something to wear. It's, it's crazy, you know. I was going to say, time to hit the laundromat for sure. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's crazy. So, and so something that Illinois football is going through right now is a coaching change, and you had to go through one of those. The guy that recruited you, Lon Kruger, he leaves and takes the NBA job, and um, and, and then you know you bring in Coach Self, who obviously you have a great relationship with, um, even though he does hate you. But um, we we have it on record. But <laughs> take, a <dump>. take a number. <laughs> but but talk about that. Uh, maybe the uh, the coaching change and how that how you fought through that. How difficult that was. Yeah, it, to be honest, it was just it was weird because we my sophomore year we weren't a bad team. We were you know we we, we got a four seed in the NCAA tournament. We ended up losing to Florida, who who. Um, ended up going to at least, I think it was like the final four, maybe in the national championship that game that year with, with Mike Miller and those guys. And so we felt like we were on track to compete the following year and, and do pretty well. And, and I think that was kind of the expectations of the fan base as well. So, and, and, and that was regardless of, of the coach that we were going to have, that was, that was just strictly based off of the talent on the court. And so when, when coach Kruger left now I get it. I mean, money talks and you know, here's, here's 10 million bucks. Okay. Like, you know, like, uh, you know it's do deal with, deal with Lucas Demir and Archie or get paid $10 million. Like, eh, you know. so, tough call, but you know, yeah, tough call. <laughs> and so when that, when he, when he decided to leave, honestly, we were like, uh, we didn't know who was going to come in and, and granted, my personality is, is not of, is the coach going to fit my style of play, my style of play, playing hard? <laughs> like <laughs> it, 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 there, there wasn't like, all right, are we going to run an offense that's well-suited for my game? Uh, pass the ball and go get rebounds. Like it wasn't, <laughs> so there was no nervousness around that. I knew that I was going to bust my butt regardless of whatever coach came in and I was going to, earn us earn playing time a lot of a lot of guys i don't think our guys on our team felt this way but a lot of guys would typically feel like "Uh uh-oh like new guy coming in i gotta get in good is it it just wasn't like that we had we had a tight-knit group and we knew we knew what our talent level was but i didn't know who coach self was like (laughs) i i had no idea you know i i i'm trying to think of some of the names that were, I thought, I thought Samson was thrown out at the yeah. time. Yep. Um, who was the guy from U- Utah? Old, shorter, shorter guy. Can't remember. Like there were, there were some names out there right. that I, that, that, that we knew of. I didn't know Coach Self was. I'm like, <laughs> uh, Tulsa? Where's that? And so <laughs> when he, and, and, and I had seen their Tulsa team, you know, play in the Elite Eight the year before, but you know, you, you, you're hardly like pinning it on the coach and looking at the coach while you're watching the game. So when he came in, it was, it, it was very, um, it wasn't nerve wracking, but it was, it was eye opening once he came in, like, okay, this guy means business. 
uh, were in good hands and um, you know, we knew our needle was pointed in the right direction. We just, we were more concerned about, okay, is the coach going to enhance that or is it gonna be a fight back and forth? I think one of the times early on in my, early on in our junior year, we played Seton Hall at home. We were down by like 15 at halftime. Uh, I think, I think it was like, you know, we were ranked fifth, they were ranked sixth in the country or whatever. It was a good, it was a good matchup. And we're down by 15 at halftime. This is where I kind of realized like what kind of coach coach self was comes in the locker room and, and he, he walks in and he puts Frank Williams behind him and he's talking to the rest of the team. And we, I mean, it wasn't Frank's fault. We were, we all played terrible the first half, but he, he goes, you know what? He goes, we don't need him. We don't need him. Forget him. We'll win. We'll win with this group. He goes, Frank, we don't need you. And I was like, Oh man. <laughs> and like, uh, never heard coach Kruger talk to Frank that way. <laughs> like, so it was, it was very eye opening. Frank comes out and scores like the first 10 points of the half. I remember that. And he's game. like, is that good enough coach? And I'm like, I go, Frank, why does it take that? <laughs> like, do that every day. Yeah, exactly. But it, but it was, it was, it was eye opening to me where I'm like, wow, he really understands how to manage players and, 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 and individuals. Like he, he could say that to me and everyone would have, would have, would have agreed. They're like, we don't need him. They're like, yeah, we don't. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second guys. <laughs> but Come on. When he says it about Frank, we're all like, no, we do. But how is Frank going to react? And coach self knew how Frank was going to react. He was going to step up to the plate and, and, and play. And, and that was, that was very refreshing to know that the coach knew how to handle different personalities like that. Was that amateur? Tommy amateur was at Seton hall. Wasn't he at that time? Was, yeah. yeah. Yep. I remember that. Yep. I remember that game. That was a, uh, that was a, that was a crazy game. It looked like, you know, just struggling. And then all of a sudden, you know, Frank just Frank wakes up. And so now we know why now we know what happened right. there. Oh yeah, exactly. He was challenged. And all of a sudden he's like, okay. I'm like, Frank, why does it take that? And like, if I had your talent, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> he's got to be, and he's one of the most talented guys, just so skilled. So I just did everything. I mean, his, with the ball, he was fantastic. It was so much fun to watch. I mean, had to be great to play with a guy like that, you know? Oh, I mean, talk about, talk about a guy who, who can put a, put a team on his back, but talk about a guy who could frustrate you at the same time, because, because, as he was by far, by far, and I tell people this all the time, he's by far the most talented player I've ever, I've ever played with or against. And, and yet there were times I didn't see that. And I'm like, why? I'm like, yeah. you, every day you give it to me in practice. I go, and it, 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 it just seemed like he, he, he'd pick his times sometimes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You play hard all the time. <laughs> like go out there and put up 30. Like, he plays Kansas in the sweet 16 game, our junior year and puts up 30 points. I'm like, and it was yeah. against, you know, Heinrich and those guys. I'm like, those guys yep. are good basketball players. It wasn't like you were playing against a chump. Yeah. And just dominated. And so he was, he just, he had a, and, and he was great. He was, and he was a great defender too. That yeah. was the crazy thing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, one dimensional. All right. Everyone get out of the way. Frank's got the ball. He he was that type of player. He he actually with the ball. He reminded me. He reminds me a lot of Curbelo, where you better have your hands up. Like 
you better yeah. be ready ball. for the ball. Otherwise, you're going to get hit in the face. <laughs> and and then he's going to be like, dude, I'm not passing you the ball again. <laughs> you know, it's like, get it, get your hands up so you're on his good side. So he'll pass it to you the next time because you caught this one. You know, <laughs> it's always it's important. I remember Jordan talking about that. And the guy made the open shot. It's like, okay, I can throw it to Steve Kerr or John Paxson now. So they got to right, make that exactly. Shot. So, exactly. As you go through, uh, Illinois got the big game Friday with Iowa, right? I mean, that, that's kind of a after last year's, especially the two games, a little testy. You know, we saw Demonte and McCaffrey kind of get into it. It's a it was a kind of a channeling their inner Lucas Johnson, right? You know, so <laughs> and so as you kind of go through that, what do you? Was there a team like that? It was Iowa. Do you have a? Was there a rival like when you were playing that was like that, where you just wanted to beat them more than anything else? Yeah, you know. We, we really, really, really disliked Indiana. Um, you know, those, the, they had some, they had some good squads, but we, we always felt we were better than them, but they, but, but they always put up a fight. I mean, it was those Dane Fifeers. And, and <laughs> I remember, I mean, even we played them at home and Arch stepped on Dane Fife's chest in the middle of the lane one, one time. And, <laughs> Of course, Arch pretended like it was an accident, and it was totally not an accident. <laughs> and, you know, whoa, what me? Why didn't do anything? Um, you know, them, them, and Iowa were were typically the the teams we we disliked the most, but the team that we wanted to beat the most was was by far Michigan State. And I think I think that comes naturally with, hey, who are the good teams at the time? Um, and a uh, funny story about that. I remember playing my, it was my junior year. We had a big game against them at home and, you know, another one of those, you know, top five matchup ranked teams, whatever they were, they were a good team. And we, we ended up beating them and the orange crush rushes the court. And so, you know, of course me, I'm like, I'm not going to the locker room. I'm hanging out here with the crush and, you know, couple of my buddies come up to me from the crush and they, they pick me up. And so I'm out on the court picked up by my two buddies and the crush is going crazy. Coach self, everyone else is back in the locker room. And, and so <laughs> finally he, he sends one of the managers out and they get me and I come back in the locker room and he goes, he goes, what were you doing? And I was, I was like, I was celebrating and we just won. He goes, why does the orange crush pick up a guy who played nine minutes and scored three points at the end of the game? I was like, he goes, I'll never understand you, Lucas. <laughs> and I said, I'm not meant to be understood, coach. <laughs> so, but it was fun. Like those are the games that I remember the most. Like I, I, you know, like you said, my production wasn't in points and sometimes it wasn't even rebounds. It was just, it was more of a presence out there and, and, and a facilitator and whatnot, but, and, and a nuisance. I think, I think, I think, um, I think Raftery called me a, a nudge. I don't even know what that is. I think he made up a word. It's a new word. I mean, I'll, ta I'll take it, but it sounds like something I would be called. <laughs> you could, maybe it's in the dictionary, N nudge. Nudge, do whatever. Exactly. Lucas Johnson. So you get your picture right. there. So that's awesome. Totally. All right. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on. I really enjoyed hearing some of these great stories. You know, um, hopefully we can watch this Illinois team kind of put together a run like you guys did, get into the Elite Eight, maybe the Final Four, and 
uh, it'll be fun watching for sure. And uh, definitely we'll get you back on here maybe later on and we'll, we'll talk about how they did this season. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's, it's not all that often that I can tell stories that, that people will actually listen to. <laughs> my, my wife's like, uh, you've told that a lot. Uh, I don't need to hear it again. <laughs> so to be able to rehash it with, with someone or some people that actually might enjoy hearing them, it's not a bad feeling. <laughs> so thanks for having me on. I'll, I'll be on anytime you guys want. I love talking to Line Eye Hoops. So. I appreciate it, man. Thanks again. It's Lucas yep, Johnson. Lucas Johnson, the former Illini basketball star. So uh, 